Welcome to Knit British, the podcast which explores all of the connections of Britishness in wool and knitting. On this journey through local fibre and meeting the people involved from sheep to skein, I am your host, Louise Scully. Knit British and love local wool. On today's show, I am in Fluff in Dundee to bring you an interview with yarn shop proprietress and hand dyer Leona Jane Kelly. All that and a giveaway and much more, so grab a drink, grab your whip and let's get going. Today, Knit British is indeed sponsored by Fluff. Fluff is the yarny destination in Dundee with pattern books from Anna Maltz, Rennie Callahan, Anna Wilkinson, yarns from West Yorkshire Spinners, Wendy, Jimison Smith, King Cole and an incredible hand-dyed range from The Wool Kitchen and house hand-dye Rusty Ferret. With two regular knit groups, workshops and trunk shows, there is a lot happening at Fluff and a very warm welcome for you by Leona Jane Kelly, owner and dyer at Fluff. If you can't make it there, visit www.fluff.co.uk or click on the logo in the show notes for an exciting online yarn shop and blog. Welcome in to episode 58 of the Knit British podcast. You are very welcome here. It's lovely to have you around. How are y'all doing? I want you to get settled in with your craft of choice because uh, we're going to go on a little visit to Dundee today uh, and I'm going to introduce you to Leona Jane Kelly from Fluff and uh, bring you our interview very soon. First of all, I just want to say thanks to everyone who got in touch since the last podcast and who left fantastic iTunes reviews. Thank you so very much. Um, also, particular thanks to those of you who got in touch with me on the subject of celebrity in knitting. Some opinions on that, uh, half saying yes and agreeing with me and uh, um, having your own opinions uh, that... I think I'll keep for another episode. And some of you scoffing and saying, yeah, there are celebrities. Uh, get over it, Louise. Uh, <laughs> um, I had an email from one listener who I've not asked if I can share this with, so I shan't say her name. But she used a fantastic, she sent me a brilliant email and used a fantastic term calling the phenomenon the cool in the gang notion and that's the notion of nitty stardom that I was getting at that is just horrible and um, not needed in the knitting world and there's certainly no place for it in my knitting world I don't know about yours Um, yes people are famed for what they do and um, some suggest that there are celebs in the knitting world it's a big topic, bigger than this episode, but I suggest you go and ask people in the knitting world if they think they're celebrities and see what the answer is. Um, <laughs> it's a very specific connotation of celebrity, which is separate to being respected and admired. Um, you know, let's not put yourself on a starry pedestal. It's, it's kind of what, I'm, what I was getting at. Anyway, more on that another time. But moving away to talk about 
the inspirational and the admired and the respected and the very, very genuine. I am delighted to bring you an interview today with one of the most genuine and gorgeous spirits in the world of knitting that I know. Uh, for two and a half years, Leona Jane Kelly has been the face of fluff and the driving force like a glorious spinning top behind the business, which has now grown and includes a hand-dyed range, uh, Rusty Ferret. If you don't follow Fluff or Leona on social media or, or you've never had the pleasure of spending time in her company, it won't take too long from listening to this to see that honesty and that generous spirit shining through and a joie de vivre and effervescent that effervescence that is just infectious and um we 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 talked a lot off off microphone as well as on microphone about the power of the the knitting community and what that means uh in terms of support and what that means in terms of embracing what you and other people in that community do and lj is a huge ambassador for the knitting community. Not only does she have her own very special fluff uh, knitting community, there are not one but two regular uh, knit groups at Fluff, but she uh, really embraces what's happening in the local craft scene. Dundee is, of course, home to... Duncan of Jordanston College of Art and Design, a very, very big textile um, heritage in Dundee and a very big textile presence and future for Dundee as well. And uh, Leona is hugely embracing of what's happening locally and she sponsors design competitions and is as I say, a huge ambassador for the community involved with that. And she is very keen that Fluff be a very welcoming um, space for, for crafters and for the community. In fact, every customer that came in the day I was there, she told them about the knit night. And one uh, customer was a student who was sounding a little bit stressed and Leona went, you know what, come on Thursday night, just come, it's a safe space, it's a, a space for you to relax and that is what I mean by that gorgeous and generous spirit. She is always thinking about others and would pretty much go out of her way to help and give a hand and help others in the way that I guess she has been helped to get where she is and she'll talk a little bit about that and the people involved in in her journey from um, being a student to being a wool shop owner. When I talk about <laughs> uh, the non-starry and the full personality of putting yourself on a pedestal, you'll find none of that bullshit at Fluff. You just will find the most um, genuine and honest to goodness, lovely, lovely spirit there with Leona. Um, you can join Leona and I and her dogs, Oscar and Arthur, who make their presence felt in this course of the recording. You'll hear some snuffles and some itches and things, um, some barks. We talk about the journey from uh, a career which Leona will tell you first 
she wanted to be involved with working with murderers and psychopaths um, and uh, which ended up on a sort of journey through textiles and yarn. We talk about struggles with anxiety and depression and how being an introvert can um, slightly hold you back when you have to be a public face of something. And um, we also talk about her pride in the business and also the pitfalls of owning a business. As with all Knit British interviews, there is a little bit of background noise. Um, we're, uh, there's some doggy snuffles, as I say, but there's also a lot of laughter. So please do join myself and Leona over in Dundee at Fluff. Don't you? See when a microphone comes out, then people step away. From I was this. patting the dog. <laughs> so we today, Net British is on tour in Fluff, <laughs> in Dundee, uh, for the first time ever, which is ridiculous because how long have you been open now? Well, two and a half years. So what was the background in opening the shop? Did you always want to open a yarn shop? Mm, no. <laughs> um, I when I came to Dundee, I moved to Dundee uh, as a student. Um, as a lot of people do in Dundee and I really wanted to work in the prisons um, I came down to study forensic psychobiology at Aberté um, that's a mouthful <laughs> and um, I wanted to work in the prisons with the absolute worst murderers you could think of that's what I really and I don't know why I've never watched an episode of CSI before <laughs> I moved to Dundee mm. and then woo and then wool, yeah. So I did my um, degree at Aberté. Uh, it turns out I was, I can't swear, so I was terrible <laughs> um, at uni. Um, it wasn't the environment for me. I My granddad died in just the end of my first year and that kind of threw me into a downward spiral into what we now know was depression. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I don't know where the notion to start knitting came from, but I started knitting. I taught myself to knit. My mum taught me how to crochet. It was kind of a coping mechanism Again, now I understand that it was anxiety I was dealing with as well. Going out into public spaces, into uni lectures where there was a lot of people, um, was really stressful. Like going to Edinburgh Yarn Festival, was, it's really stressful for me. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm lucky that I know a lot of people <laughs> so that I can kind of like hide mm-hmm. in booths. Um, there is um, definitely ties with woolen knitting and mental health. Yeah. Which maybe we can speak about actually a little bit later on. That yeah. might be a good thing to talk about. But the... So, but the impetus for starting opening a yarn shop. Well, so that came a little bit later. So um, I finished my degree. I didn't get my honours, but I did my fourth year. I did write a dissertation. Yeah, so I finished my degree um, and I was kind of a bit lost. Uh, I was just a bit like, oh, I don't know what to do. Thingy. I'd started sewing as well as knitting and everything. Um, and a friend had said, well, why don't you go to Dundee College? They've got an NQ course in uh, textiles and interiors you know, apply for it. See, that would be, give you another year to think about it. Um, I was like, okay, so I applied and I got a place and I loved it. I loved college so much. Um, I got to, got to play with yarn. I got to play with textiles. I got to play with dye, which I love doing. Um, and it, just the environment was great. And then the depression kind of took a slip about halfway through my NQ and I wasn't going to classes again. 
um, and one of my tutors who was awesome, Susan, she kind of phoned me up and went, look, you need to come in, we need to have a chat. So I went in and at that point my dad, <laughs> there's a lot of things going on, but my dad was going through his cancer treatment, um, which he's fine, he's all good, <laughs> um, but it was a really long, long road um, and I think that had what knocked it down. And she's like, look, what do you want to do? And I stupidly went, open a yarn shop. <laughs> Not to shut her up, but just to have something to say. Because I was like, yeah, that's a good idea. And then the more that it went on, the more it was like, do you know what? Actually, I could probably do that. Um, and then, God, what's that? Five years later, here we are. Oh, it's more than five years. It's five years since I left and opened. Wow. So, yeah, a little bit later on, um, I opened this place. So how does it feel now from having that growing sort of idea that I want to have a yarn shop to now two and a half years down the line having a yarn shop? Is it what you kind of expected? (laughs) No. (laughs) It's really not. Um, Everybody's like, oh, that would be my dream business, opening a yarn shop. And do you know what? It is. It's awesome. I'm not going to lie. I get to do some awesome stuff. I get to know awesome people like yourself um and do some weird things like we have done some weird things yeah um, we'll not talk about that in the podcast no we'll not, no. <laughs> yeah so yeah so it's awesome but um it it's hard yeah. <laughs> i'm not gonna lie it's really hard it's very stressful um it, it never go like the business side of things never goes and it's like you're you're trying to juggle um buying and yarn it's amazing when you get a yarn delivery that is the most exciting time of my life like mm-hmm. i take about five skeins out of a box and box and stash it away like that's mine i'm never gonna <laughs> um like a little golem figure in the corner like hell it's mine um but then you've also got to think well when you have a quiet day i still have to pay the rent and, yeah and that is always at the back of your head because i'm not as established as a lot of people so it, it we're still on that road of finding yeah. our feet um, but then you do like really ridiculous things like installing CCTV by yourself, <laughs> which I have a suspended roof ceiling, which is always fun. Um, yeah. I broke my yarn bowl doing that. Oh no. I know. It was really sad. That pitfalls. Oh. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's where the pitfalls <laughs> I are. thought it was out of the way and it wasn't. <laughs> and it, the, the roof tile came down and smashed right through it. And I'm like, oh. For the listeners, okay. why don't we describe, why don't you describe fluff? Walk them through. Will I pretend I'm walking around? Yeah, pretend you're walking around. Okay, right. So... You come at the front door. My shop is on the corner of uh, Blackness Road and Anfield Road. Anfield Road? Anfield Street? I don't know. <laughs> you don't know where you are. <laughs> Anfield something. Anfield Road. Um, and it's right on the corner. It's quite a big... It's a big space. It's a big space. Um, I wish it was filled to the roof with yarn, but that's that's in the 10-year plan. We'll get there. Um, I've got massive windows, mm-hmm. corner being a corner shop. So you come in. My carpet is delightfully green. Well, the person who used to have the shop has moved the next street over, downsized, and the whole shop was that green. The walls weren't that green, but the signage outside, the windows were green. Wow. His price stickers were green. Oh, my. Yeah. Tell us about what's on the shelves and what's in the shop. What's on the shelves? Uh, We've got lots of West Yorkshire Spinners. West Yorkshire Spinners. Because we love West Yorkshire Spinners. Yes. They're an awesome company to deal with. Got the, um, the signature four ply with the birds and that I've got their double knit which is awesome yeah it's so good is that the Air Valley it is yeah, yeah. and I've also got the Air Valley iron too um, a little bit of that because it's just so nice it it's washes really well it's lovely to knit with it's really affordable yeah big fans um, of that so uh, and then what else have we got 
got some more British wool there. You've got some Yeah, Ramsdale. we've got the Ramsdale, which is really, really nice. I did uh, last year's Shetland hat in that. Mm. The, ba- the barb. I call it Babel, but Barble. Barble. Because I feel so stupid going Barble. <laughs> Uh, that's more. I'm just looking at the shelves to see what there is. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, got some jawal for. We like socks up in oh, Dundee. Oh yes. Uh, so the stuff for the reinforcement side. We've got some zebra balls. I had loads of zebra balls, and then they disappeared really quickly. So I need to buy more. Um, and then we've got some super chunky signet super chunky, which it is 100% acrylic, but there is always going to be an, an a market for 100% yeah. acrylic. It doesn't matter, and I think the fact that I kind of like want to a big jumper. Yeah, in it. that stuff with the blue and the peach. Is yeah, fantastic. I think it's called puffin or toucan. Oh. It's a bird name, anyway. Um, but yeah, no, I I found when I came to Dundee, I was well when I came to Dundee, when I opened, I was very much like, oh, we're going to be middle upper yarn, and then realised that that's silly um so i've also got some of the king cole price wise acrylic which mm. it comes in such bright colors i really want to crochet a blanket neon. in it well yeah. there's a joke about the salmon pink let me show you this is why you should always get a shade card jings <laughs> I, that wish, is... I wish i could show you this on the <laughs> maybe louise will put a, maybe photo I'll on. a picture of it so on the screen that was salmon pink like a traditional salmon pink yeah i can assure you that it is not salmon and pink. it says salmon we this is gmo salmon pink ridiculous so there's a bit of an ongoing joke at night about how i shouldn't be able to pick colors because i pick ridiculous colors. that is ridiculous that but is... see when you mix it in with like a blue or something it's it not be, as bad no but... it would be kind of incredible with oh God. I really want to knit a baby cardigan in it because I would love to see a baby in that colour because it's so <laughs> bright. Yeah, that's pretty good. That would be a nice one. It is definitely genetically modified salmon. Yes. Like, there's no way that's natural salmon. No, <laughs> definitely not. But yeah, so what else have we got? You've got some Jimison Smith. Jimison's. I have to say it funny when you say it. Jimison's. 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 And then we've got a little bit of wheel kitchen left because we love Helen. She's Ooh, good. Yeah. And this fantastic suitcase full of stuff here. Like, t- talk, I'm going to grab a ball. Oh, yeah. So, um, this is from a place up on Sky, Croft 29. Um, they are a sister in law of one of my good knitter people that come, uh, Elisa. <laughs> um, and they've got Hebridean sheep. They've got yarn off their sheep. Was spun by Sue Blacker. At, is, that's the natural fiber company. Yeah, it? um, it's a it's a deep chocolate brown. Yeah, and it's lovely. It's um, really wooly. And I have to admit, I <laughs> I have a really sensitive skin, so itchy stuff for me drives me nuts. Smart. And we don't say itchy in it, British. <laughs> we say rustic. Rustic. Okay. <laughs> Here in Dundee, we call it itchy. But yeah, it, it's not. It's no. really nice. And um, Elisa's going to do me up a swatch and give it a wash in that. And it really softens up. She had a it's jumper lovely. made and of it's it. Not, I can see that it's quite young Hebridean because it's not got loads and loads and loads of grey hairs in it, which is quite you find with the older oh, okay. sheep. It's got a lot of the sort of caramel yeah. kind of colours in it. So I also like that it's still got little bits of stick in it. Yeah. <laughs> it smells very sheepy. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, so you've got it in double knit. It's it's all, as you were saying earlier, it's a heavy double knit, but yeah. it's a double knit nonetheless. Um, we've got it in 50 gram balls and 100 gram balls and then 100 gram skein. Now, this is a good question. Do you prefer a skein or a ball? Oh, <laughs> I think I had this debate on my blog. Or Did was you? it to cake or not to cake? Uh, yeah. Um, I, ah, oh, so I was, again, I was chatting to Rachel, who, who is the woman, the lovely lady that has the, the sheep. Uh-huh. Um, 
about skeins and cakes and balls and things. That's really rude. <laughs> skeins and cakes and balls and things. That's going to be the name of this episode. <laughs> Fluff. Skeins and cakes and balls and things. <laughs> I need that on a t-shirt. Um, Elisa said that she felt that people... That the skeins come across as a more... Um, a ball's quite common. A skein's quite fancy. Okay, yeah, I get that. I think skein... I, I think a skein can show you better what the yarn yeah. is like than a ball because yeah. um, when a ball is wound the the yarn that's on that side can be much tighter yeah. around the ball and so it doesn't give you the same you kind can of, also and you can open unf- up a skein yes you can unfurl a hank yeah. and you get a good idea yeah. of what it's like I'm but very much in the short- skein side of things yeah um, but then what's better to put on shelves skeins or balls because <laughs> balls like to fall off of shelves do you know what true fact yeah to put on a shelf a skein is a lot better yeah but <laughs> <laughs> when I had um, a lot of manos, I had it hanging on the the slat wall. Oh yeah, it didn't sell. People thought it was a a, a really expensive thing, and they yeah. wouldn't go near it until I took it off and put it on the shelves, wound it. I don't know. I like a skein. I like skein. I, They're I like much skein. easier to stick in my stash. Yes, but then when you come to unwinding it, then quite often I'm like, oh, like last night I uh, unwound a six hundred meter skein. Oh. See, no, I like, and that's what I said on my blog post, that it, it's it's a bit of a ritual where you get your skein, mm-hmm. you put it on the swift and the winder, you make it into cake, you put it with your pattern in your specified project bag, yeah. and that's it, ready to start. And I get dead upset when my, my skeins come pre-caked. Yeah, if it's pre-caked, I don't like that. I would rather cake it myself. But yeah. Are you gonna, so you're going to be putting this uh, Croft29, Croft is it? Croft twenty nine, yeah. I'm um, put it on I'm, your website. I'll put it up on the website. Um, it's on the to do list, and it it'll be up before this goes. And it's incredible. It's a really, really nice Hebridean, and it's like we were speaking about Hebridean on the podcast before because we, me and Felix were talking about Rachel Atkinson's Daughter of a Shepherd, her, which is inc- incredible. Do you know Hebridean. what? Elisa had um a skein of hers and a skein of her sister in law's, and. It was so different mm-hmm. because of the way it was spun. Because of the way it's spun, and that's the thing, because Hebridean can be quite hard to spin because it can be quite short fibre. Okay. Rachel's is gorgeous. Oh, it's beautiful. And it's silky, and it's really soft, and it's been spun uh, in a particular... Is it woolen? Worsted, I Worsted. think. Worsted, I always get them confused. I think it's worsted. That's how John Arbin usually spins. Yeah. But then I've had woolen spun. It's been a more rustic kind of a yarn but that is not as you say it's not rustic it's quite nice skin skin yeah. it looks to me like it's quite young fleeces so it's getting the best of the of the of the wool but it's it's really nice i can imagine that would be really nice like wristies mm. or like proper welly boot socks like oh. walking socks and that would be or nice. like even just a pair of boot top do you know what i'm thinking a headband can you imagine if you did a color work with like a hot pink or a, See, I like my neons. Like, yeah, it would be amazing. So that's that's really proper small producer type yarn right. you've got going on there. Yeah, totally. So you've got from the acrylic fantasticness for those people that that's the kind of thing that they they love, and you've got West York spinners, which is we all love, and yep. it's so nice on the pocket. You've got hand dye, and you've got small producers, and on the subject of hand dye. Ah. <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about Rusty Ferret. You sort of quietly introduced this new Dundonian hand dyer last year? Yeah, I think it and was just, June. Yeah, June you're talking year. about this like great, great hand dyer from Dundee, but didn't tell anybody it was you. <laughs> <laughs> but I think you actually, what you did do was you sort of 
more the more people you in your circle that knew about it were talking about it and and uh, yeah then, i think all and, of knit night knew it was the yeah, worst kept secret and then it's the edinburgh yarn festival meetup that we had in it in edinburgh then you're like does everybody know that i'm rusty fed and we're like yeah yeah oh well okay yeah. so talk a little bit about <laughs> the decision to start dying and why you kind of wanted to keep play it coy yeah uh okay so why um last oh i don't i hate always talking about money but it generally always comes to the bottom line and staying open so last summer there was a lot of things like the other yarn shop that had opened down the town closed and she was selling everything dead cheap so that obviously affected my custom Uh um i did a big order for a certain company and long story short it didn't give me the profits back so yeah it was a hard summer and i was kind of looking about as to what can i do to stay open really because I, I don't want to give this up I love it so much um and I was looking at other people and I'm good friends with Jess and Zoe and they both dye their own yarn and I thought do you know what I really like to puddle I don't I know you have a lot of kind of other listeners but like mess about in water tends to be puddling but puddling about yeah puddling about um my grand would say I was always a puddler I get that puddling I like it's, puddling about yeah it's a very north Scotland yeah very much like so. I used to puddle in the sink with a yeah. bit of soap and that was it and I, so yeah going back to my college days i really love just messing about and i thought you know what? i'm gonna give that a go and ordered in um just a couple literally a couple skeins i think and i had this i keep calling it the pyramid scheme but it's not because it's not a pyramid <laughs> scheme but it was like right if i sell this much and then i can put this much back in and then this and then <laughs> that's, that's that's totally and that's how i planned intelligent it intelligent and logical and rationed it totally and uh, joe from shiny bee she's been really good um at kicking my butt and she was like, yeah, just do it. So I just, I, again, I, I played about with it and I put it out there and it, it's just grown and grown and grown. And the reason I kept it secret, it wasn't to keep it secret. It was, and we were talking about this earlier, I find it really difficult being fluff because mm-hmm. I'm just LG. Yeah. And people will say, oh, I'm coming to visit or, you know, oh, I follow you on Instagram. And I, I get really kind of nervous, like, oh, but what happens if they meet me and I'm not like the shop's not up to standard or you know I, but it's, it, it goes back to the anxiety and everything and it's my own personal downcoming and um i kind of wanted to keep it separate i wanted a separate personality that i can it's so much easier to promote other people's stuff so to be able to say look at this amazing hand dyed there you go and if people turn around and went it's really rubbish i would they could tell me honestly and i could modify it or there was a lot of weird inner but then also in there. <laughs> you have to remember that in the knitting world people aren't backwards but coming forwards no. and would come and, and if they you know like and I'm sure you know that now that now that oh, yeah. you are happy to say you're a rusty ferret <laughs> so stupid people name. people <laughs> you know come and give you your feedback yeah. it's, whether it's good or bad which I can't think you get any bad but it's so valuable and absolutely and, and that is one of the good things about this community is that people will tell you people what they think people are so good yeah. yeah but yeah no it, it wasn't it wasn't like oh i'm gonna keep this secret it was literally just me testing the water mm-hmm. and putting it out there and it, it was a way of keeping the business open and i i love it i do love it yeah and you do regular updates yeah well i've, I've got a schedule so there's going to be another update on tuesday how how do you go about it then i mean you so you showed me you've got a little dye studio downstairs <laughs> louise did not like my basement <laughs> well i didn't like the steps um, no, the basement stairs are proper, like somebody could grab your ankles from yeah. behind. So do you have a certain set amount of colours that you will, like, 
colorways you will always die or do you play about with it i play too much so i do have ones that i should be dying all the time and have like a and and this last update the big one um, i did i was like right this one sells well and this one sells well or, or people have been asking for more of this one i'll do that one but i always tend to reserve maybe well when i was doing smaller updates it would be three skeins or one skein um but with the bigger ones i think i kept six and that i played with i don't know Maybe your listeners can tell me, what do you prefer from an indie dyer? Do you prefer consistency with a little bit of playing? Or do you like all playing different all the time? Or like, like what? I don't know. It's like, I think it's nice when you I have, want to put like, new your... out all the time. Like yeah. new colors. And it's fun because it is like, a, I suppose it's like a journey of discovery as well yeah. for you. And, and it's that puddling aspect that you like. But then I think people will always be like, all right, well, I want, um, can't wait to see what, you know, the next skins of delusion or whatever yeah. that are coming out uh, like i'm gonna i missed it last time i'm gonna get it this yeah. time but having those one of a kind ones is quite mm. nice as well also works very well for a club that you could get to play with yeah. that kind of people like their blights people like their neons it's happening more and more yeah. now that people are going for something that has far more of a pop in it i mm. think people are becoming less conservative yeah. so good yeah we like neon yeah so yeah, I think it's a bit of both really. I think people like yeah. to see the same staple. Yeah. But that's what I'm thinking. Yeah. I can open up I can open it up in yeah. the comments. Let me know. Yeah. Give me a shout. I do have I do I write all my recipes down, which somebody told me, Jess probably told me write them all down. And which I have done, so I can replicate things. And I do try like the grey. I love grey. Yeah. Claire Divine and I I think she inflicted that on me. <laughs> Sure that's it's, a, it's a bit infectious the greys become infectious yeah. they really do um but yeah i like grey in a color mm-hmm. um so most of my knits are grey in a color and what about bases will you add to your bases oh do you absolutely think? um i started off using uh, just a, a superwash wool and nylon and then have moved I, i've changed that base to a superwash merino and nylon which is really nice and soft um but i have i did have when i, I get bored really easily and that's the problem mm-hmm. and i want to try everything at once and I've got to remember not to, um, but I did have some double knit in uh, Superwash Polworth because, well, everybody had BFL and Merino, and I'm like, I don't want to be the same as everybody else. What is, what is equivalent but different? And Jenny Reed, the Jenny Reed, the Jenny Reed, the Jenny Reed, who's not who's called in sick on our gathering uh, today. Shocking, shocking. Um, she, I had said I'd seen this Polworth, and I was like, I'm not. I'm learning about my breeds, but what is it like? Is it soft? Is it blah blah blah. And I got the the breed handbook thing for my Christmas. Mm-hmm. I was sitting reading it, and I, it, it said it was similar in feel because it was the softness. Because again, I'd, itchy stresses me out. Yeah, rustic. Sorry. Um, and I tried the Polworth, and I did. I think I only did ten skeins of it, and it sold really well. But um, I then moved on because I was mm-hmm. like, Meh. but it's now that I've kind of actually properly sat down and done like a business plan because that's mm-hmm. the boring bit. Um, that I'm like, do you know what? I, we will venture back into the the double knitting Jules is knitting William Flower is knitting with some just now and so am I actually my mum bought some oh my goodness me it's that's really soft gorgeous was... but it's got a wooliness to it I like that that's gorgeous like I'm really enjoying knitting oh with it. my goodness that's lovely the dye is something that you're gonna you're you're working on doing more of yeah are we gonna see you at shows and things yes so the goal is to get to Edinburgh Yarn Festival 2017 woohoo um I believe, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it or not, but Gemma and I, little green girl Gemma and I, are planning to share a stall, which is awesome. Be I've awesome. now said it in public, so she has to, she has to <laughs> keep me on it. So I think uh, the Rusty Ferret and her her gorgeous pouches will complement each other really nicely. 
but that's a year, a whole year away. A and whole year away. Anything you do not going anywhere with your arm between there and there? I don't think so. Yeah, no, no plans. <sighs> I haven't really thought about it. We're, we're focusing on the shop, really. Yeah. Having people come in. Yeah, visit. so what can people like, expect coming up in the future? The future? Well, that fluff. Uh, workshops and classes yeah, and things. Yeah, we've got Karina scheduled in for uh, classes. Uh, I don't know what topics yet because we haven't chosen them. We've got Kirsten. Athia. Oh, Kirsten Bedigan. Yes. Yeah, so she's, we're organising classes, so hopefully she's going through and teach. A uh, trunk show with Ripples Craft, hopefully, again. Awesome. Uh, sneaky emails with Lilith of Old Maiden Aunt. Ooh. Uh, Nick from Yards of the Plains coming on the 25th of May. <laughs> Let me check the calendar. 25th of May, 2 till 8. Nick will be here with all her awesome stuff. Her yarns from the plane stuff is incredible i've just it's literally hanging behind the microphone i've just spun up the fiber that i got from her last year hot pink cheviot 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 is that how you say it that's how i say it oh i like to say cheviot so bouncy and dancing it's uh it would you know what so i had Arthur loves it arthur does love it yeah that's arthur (laughs) whipping in the background sorry um it was quite nice to spin because you do you, you know about my my woes with my spinning wheel. Got a spinning wheel for my Christmas and it wasn't the same as the spinning wheel I had borrowed and I had a bit of a tantrum that it was broken and it wasn't me because of course it wouldn't be me. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I I've we're friends now. It was me all along. But yeah, I'm quite pleased with that. The cheap is really nice. I love how it's dense and bouncy and yeah, fantastic. And it it's just so underrated. It's not something that I've ever. I mean, you be spinner so. Mm-hmm. But it's not anything I've ever worked with before. Mm-hmm. But I really liked it. It was quite the staple leather was quite nice. It'd be great if it was more commercially spun. Can you imagine dying onto that base? Oh would be yeah. Amazing. Well, I mean, you can see. You guys can't see, but Louise can see that the the pink on it's just beautiful. Mm-hmm. She's a very clever cookie. So, is it mainly um, people from the surrounding areas that come to the classes? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Dogs having an itch. Arthur just wants to be a star. That's what it is. Arthur, stop it. There's always background noise in the British interviews. It's fine. Arthur's like, what? I was having a scratch. <laughs> Get the most disgusting look. Um, yeah, I tend to find that there is people from the surrounding areas that come. But from the trunk shows, like when Helen was here, it was there was people from Edinburgh, there was people from up north. Well, I mean, it's only, Dundee's only an hour on the train from Edinburgh. Yeah, it's and not much from longer Aberdeen from Glasgow, from stuff. Aberdeen, and it, yeah. it's a good place to have a day out, because then you can point them in the, the direction of the fantastic Clarkie's Bakery, <laughs> the fam- now famous 24-hour 24, 24 bakery where we had our lunch today. It's no. Yeah, it's, don't tell them what we had. No, though. we had a healthy had salad. 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 Yeah. yeah. Water. Water. Yeah. And <laughs> diet pills. <laughs> but yeah, it's like it's not far for people to come really in the grand scheme of no, things. No, it's not. Do. I mean, we are a little bit out of town, but because of that, you don't have to pay for your parking. Mm-hmm. And how do you find like the craft scene in Dundee and Tayside? Is it quite big? Shockingly, yes. Like, if you're not involved in it, you'd be very surprised as to who's <laughs> hiding in the woodwork where. <laughs> um, but we've got a really good um, creative sector in Dundee. Uh, creative Dundee are really, really good at... There's, do you know what? There's always events happening. They're usually always free or minimal. The universities do a lot of stuff. You know, nearly every weekend in Dundee, there's something going on. There's the big Ignite Festival coming up end of May. 
which there's loads of stuff going mm. on. There's the degree show at the uni, which is always really good. If you haven't been through to the degree show, we're literally 100 yards from, from the university where it's held, so come visit. It's it's amazing, and I've said this to loads of people like at night and stuff. It's just I'm always amazed at how much... Yeah, I can't really put it into words, but I'm always just amazed at how much is because going on. Because Dundee was um, traditionally has been a very industrious yeah, we like town to and kind of cling on to that a little bit, yeah. but kind of modernise it a little bit. Yeah, and there's a lot happening here. There's yeah. a lot of modernisation and redevelopment going on, and of course the V and A is going to be yeah, opening, which we drove past this morning. Yeah, and when is that meant to be opening now? <laughs> Next, yeah, it's one of twenty. Those, God knows. Yeah, when. it's like the Edinburgh trams a wee bit. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's a lot to get excited about coming to Dundee, I think. Do you know what? There's also a lot of uh, like little businesses popping up mm-hmm. out with the town and in the town. There's loads of good cafes and restaurants. And, and you very much embrace that here, don't you? Because do, do you want to talk about your window display? Because you've got... Oh. I've, I've always heard about Fluff's window display. Yeah, and I do. it know. is all windows, the front of the <laughs> shop. But there's some really special <laughs> things. One of the biggest the... regrets. I always said I wanted big windows and see now try to fill them like <laughs> on a frequent basis. It's really hard. Yeah, so, so in our... One of our big windows, we've got the winner of the wearable art competition that was, it's the second year it's been running. It was put together by two awesome women, one from New Zealand where they're really into their wearable art. And uh, they, yeah, put on this big show and people from all over enter, uh, loads of people from colleges, schools and that. So in the window we've got uh, Morag Noel. She did this really cool, it's like a pirate E yeah, themed steampunkish. Yeah, steampunk, big denim frock, corset, the hat. She's a milliner by trade. Um so the hat's got a boat on it or a ship <laughs> with feathers. Incredible. The shoes are ridiculous. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll put up a picture for everybody to see, but they've got like curly tips on the end mm-hmm. and little shoe covers and there was a lot of work went into it. Yeah. Um, I sponsor the uh best use of yarn, <laughs> which uh, Jill Skelina. She's never brought me her... Jill, if you're listening, she's probably not, but bring it to me, jeez. She did this big, uh, like... Oh, I'm not sure if I can say on your podcast what it is, because it's a bit rude, but... Oh, it's okay. It's we a big um, pink... Again, I'll find... I'll give you the link to the, yeah. the photo of it. It's a big, puffy, pink, skinny-coloured... Skin-coloured um, thing, and she's very much into her feminism and women and, you know, strong women and stuff. And it has a lady bit on it, and it had oh. some yarny pubes. That is a very good use of yarn. And that's my sense of humour, so (laughs) she won that. But, um, yeah, she's never brought it to me, but that would be in the winter, too. Yeah, and what's this knitted map of Scotland? This is another crazy thing that Dundee does. Uh, We have the Science Festival uh, that runs uh, March, and then we have the Women in Science Festival that runs towards the end of the year, what is it, September, October time. So for and I have a lot of scientists come to mine at night, and... One of my has now become really good friends. Well, she's like one of my adopted aunties. She is a fantastic knitter. And she just gets these notions like, I want to knit a geological map of Scotland. I've always wanted to. So can we do a geology window for the science festival? I was like, yeah, totally. So she brought the map and then we pinned that in. And then we just kind of built it around this map. Uh, We did do a, for the Women in Science Festival last year, we did the, we did astronomy which we had don't start barking come here <laughs> it's like I'm not getting attention I'm going to make a noise yeah. like there was a rumble there like yeah. I'm going to do it <laughs> I could tell by his face <laughs> um, we had like a, we had the planets going along knitted planets they were all knitted Incredible. along the ceiling and we'd spaced them out how they would be in space obviously not to the same they were to scale 
is what I'm trying to say. Yes. Pluto was uh, over on that railings over there. <laughs> I think somebody nicked him. But um, oh. yeah, so he was over there. So we had that, and we had uh, I had I knitted a constellation for the window that wasn't really you couldn't really tell what it was, but I knew what it was. Well, that's as much as it needs to yeah, be. Yeah, it had glow in the dark loom bands in it, so that when it was nighttime, it should have glowed. But <gasps> there was too much street lights, so it never glowed. <laughs> Um, yeah so yeah so we've got the the geological map of scotland and we've got some rocks from all over scotland and amazing it's really good because it shows a very much local community thing as well that you're embracing that and and i think you have to especially in places where there's been a lot of redevelopment going on and you all have to sort of shout about one another and what you're doing and the community around here is really good like as i say i'm not based in the town it was just too expensive to be in the town i'm not gonna lie um but the guys around here, like we've got the game shop next door, Highlander, and we've got my friend Hannah that owns La Pooch, and there's the next day bakery with June and the butchers, and we all know each other, and we're all like, we all chat to each other, and we have lunch in each other's, well, my <laughs> shop, they all come to my <laughs> shop, uh, but we all just have lunch together and chat. We had a Christmas night out last year. That's amazing. Where we went out for our tea, and yeah, I really like it up here. Mm-hmm. It's good. Gets you through the day when you're on your own. It's hard working on your own. You yeah, know that. yeah, it's, yeah, no, you, you it's no ball game a lot of the time. No. And it's, yeah, it's hard. It's hard work. And it's good when you can have that sociable aspect. Even and somebody just come in and say, put the kettle on, and you're like, oh, have a break. That's a yeah. good idea. Because you forget to take breaks. Yeah. It's, oh, yeah. It's very true. You forget, and you forget to be kind to yourself. And I think in your position as well, you know, you're very honest about the fact that it's hard work. You're very honest about the fact that it's just one you take every day as it comes and um, plan. You've got to though. Yeah, plan the best you can, and that's not always easy. But you are doing an incredible job oh, of it, thank and you, you know, that divers- means a lot. <laughs> and diversifying with the dyeing and everything, which is you know, some people might see as a very natural step. And I think you, it was a, a, you know a natural step for you, but it's something that you were you kind of wanted to. Um, be quite careful about and and yeah, um, and, and, and now it's like flourishing. And I come across as a very loud person, but actually I like die a little bit. But inside. that's yeah. Well, that's <laughs> like all all knitters nearly that yeah. are very sort of. We had that, that conversation. Earlier. Yes, that that kind of everyone's a little bit of an introvert. And, yeah. Um, but no, I'd we'd all rather just stay in our beds with uh, our knitting and her various <laughs> our various animals and things. So apart from Envy Yarn Festival next year. What do you see the future? What do you hope for the future for Fluff? Well, I always say this, it's to stay open. That's always a life goal for <laughs> yeah. me. Um, it seems like a total basic one, but it does come down to that. Um, I would really like to do an event up here. Like, you guys have got the Indie Borough Yarn Crawl. I'd like to do something up here, just just for fun, just to do it. I think we would quite like to have a bit of a street party. Yeah. Um, I know a band called Wire in the Wool. One of my knitters is one of the violinists. Um so we quite like to have a wee street party barbecue. That's a great idea. Just, just for That's brilliant. to get more more a community type of thing than a knitting type of thing. And for the local businesses. And yeah, things, and so. we'd get everybody involved and just something like so we'd quite like to plan something like yeah. that. But what else? I don't know. Just take it as it comes. I'd like to go on holiday. <laughs> <laughs> Embry Yarn Festival. Yeah, that was a holiday. (laughs) Totally. Because that's how we all feel about it. (laughs) Yeah, and all like still recovering months later. Yeah, exactly. A month later. I wasn't even vending. I was just there as a participant. Imagine what it would be like when you are vending. You're going to have to work up to that. 
You'll just see me by like about two o'clock on the Friday under the desk. I can't deal with it. <laughs> Do you know what else I need to ask you? And I know that, that you, the answer to this is yes. But uh, we've been doing this little section on the podcast called Tales of the Whips of Doom. <laughs> and I was going to ask you if you had one, but I'm sure you have more than one. But is there any sort of whip that you were so excited to cast it on and for whatever reason it became a whip of doom? I mean, one I always go back to was when I first started it in. I wasn't one of these person, people that started with like a scarf or a square or something. I did a pair of gloves. And then my next project was Isolde's Ishbel, which I thought would be really nice knitted in some beautiful mohair. <laughs> Second project, no. That lingered on the... I, in fact, I only ripped that out a few years ago, like two years ago. And I've been knitting possibly 12 years now. Oh my God. So that was a, ba- that was a bad one. All the cardigans I've ever knit, because they they end up ginormous, and I get so excited to wear them, and then I'm like, this thing's huge. We could t- we could camp in this. <laughs> I should have brought my scully in for you to see how big it actually is. We could comfortably fit in it with room for both spaniels. <laughs> <laughs> but then you can rip that and put that yeah. back to good use and yeah. nip it. Rip. What size did you knit it? <laughs> I don't know. The thing was, I swatched. I asked Karina, like. Right, this is the size I am. Could you advise me? Because she was giving me in trouble. Could you advise me what size? You measured me, you and Joe. Mm-hmm. We all confirmed that it should be this, and it's still too big. I, I can't remember what size I did. Did you, when you did your gauge swatch, did yeah. you wash it and block it and yes, leave I... it for a couple of days and then yeah. after it was unpinned? And I then... did. Because that's the thing that people don't... People knit, knit a swatch and don't wash it or block it and just measure. No, I But I think did. the thing is that you need to wash it and block it or, like, lay it out and then leave it a couple of days after it's dried yeah. to have it... Because sh- it naturally shrinks back. Well, I, I, I knit it, washed it, blocked it, pinned it down in the basement and then forgot about it. One X. There it is. Not a very good photo. Jeez, oh. That's, ridi- that's like, ridiculous. They are, they are to there. How are you not, like, just, like... I was like, this is taking that, a lot of work. Measuring that against your own See, I prefer bottom up, but when you knit top down, then you can try on as you go. Yeah. So maybe you need to do some top down things. Mind yeah. you, did a, you did a lush. <laughs> Which is now that gigantic shawl. Which is lovely, a, a gigantic shawl. But, but yeah, maybe you need Do you to- know what? I think that's my whip of doom because I was so excited. Like, I love Karina's patterns. I love that it was named after you. It, it's a beautiful cardigan. It is. I was. I had my wool ready. I and was it like it. massive? Uh, oh, yeah, it is massive around about as well. It's not just the sleeves. It hangs off. I would say that's my whip of doom. No, but it's finished now. But, but we're going to have a ripping party one we day. We are. We're going to be discussing what's it. What's my t-shirt going to be? Or designated ripper. I want to be a designated ripper. Or chief ripper. You know, when I first opened the shop, we didn't know what to call like the the people who the fluff community, and I wanted to call them fluffers. <laughs> no, you can't call them that. <laughs> can't call them fluffers. No, you definitely can't They're call fluffettes. them fluffettes. Yeah. <laughs> Including men, but um, <laughs> fluffers wasn't allowed. Well, thank you so much for. Is that it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> We've talked want... all day. Yeah, we have talked. Can't get her out of my hair. This cooked up romance just for publicity. The price of fame, Doc. Now you've got the glory. You're going to take a little heartaches to go with it. Now look at me. I got no glory. I got no fame. I got no big mansions. I got no money. But I've got. What have I got? I don't know. What have you got? I gotta get out of here. I kind of stopped a bit abruptly there before I got in my full thanks to Leona 
um, who I was sort of dreading being interviewed. And I think that's when she's like, was that it? <laughs> um, thank you so much, LJ, for being a fantastic host, for introducing me to the marvel that is Clark's 24-hour bakery. And um, thanks so much to Arthur and Oscar for being such good dogs. And and thank you for being so honest. I've, I've used the words honest and genuine quite a few times in this episode. Um, but I believe that um, there will be a lot of people who will take a lot from what you've said and that, you know, being honest about how hard it is to run a business and, um, you know, in a world at the moment which is very aspirational, where there is, seems to be a new creative business starting every day, it is extremely refreshing to have someone say, it's a lot of hard work, it's not easy, I love it, but it, it's always there. Um, so very many thanks to you Leona for that and I'm very much looking forward to going back to Fluff very very soon. You heard us there talking about the phenomenal Croft 29 Hebridean yarn of which I have a skein right here and I'm squishing for you um, which is now available in her online shop at fluff.co.uk um, but Croft 29 is not the only small producer uh, local yarn available from Fluff. Uh, on May the 7th, there's going to be a very special event at Fluff. Rosemary Champion, who some of you may know as the Accidental Smallholder, um, has a very fantastic website that you should check out. Uh, she is launching her own flock yarn. It is Ryland yarn. Uh, if you are interested in finding out more about Rosemary's Rylands, uh, I'll put a link on in the show notes, but you can find them at Rose Dean Rylands. Uh, but there, she's going to be launching her fantastic Ryland DK yarns at Fluff on Saturday the 7th of May from 12 to 4. So if you live uh, in Dundee or Tayside or you can get to Dundee for the day, then please do come along to Fluff. I know that uh, Jules Billings, who is the lovely woolen flower, is going to be there. Rosemary is, of course, going to be there. And uh, this is all sort of being organised by the Jenny Reed, <laughs> who recently went to visit Rosemary and the Rylands, which kind of sounds like a 60s girl group. And yeah, so so this is how the sort of launch has come about. Um it would be great to see you there. I'm definitely going to be there. Might bring the Knit British Breeds Blanket so fantastically knitted and donated to me by Cathy Scott. There's definitely some Ryland in there. Um, yeah, so do come along if you can. Uh, if you can come to Dundee for a day trip, I can't think of anywhere better and more textile to go for a day trip. More yarny, fluff-related news is that Leona has given us a skein of yarn to give away of her rusty ferret. It is, uh, it would be handy if I had it here next to me, wouldn't it? It's it's the Wink Base. It I can't remember the name of the, the colour. Uh, it, it has, um, it's merino and stellina. It's sparkly, it's purple, it's pink. It's gorgeous and I'll put a link and a photo in the show notes. To be able to win this 
incredible skein of rusty ferret yarn hand dyed in Dundee. We just need your feedback. You heard Leona there asking, what is it that you like to see in regular updates from your favourite dyer? Do you like stock colourways, the same colourways available each update? Do you like to see new colourways updated each um, month or week? Or do you like to see a little bit of both? If you aren't familiar with Leona's hand-dyed yarn, I'll stick a link to Rusty Ferret on Instagram. There's a hashtag Rusty Ferret. So you can get a kind of a feel for what she dyes and uh, the, the sort of thing that she does. But all you need to do is go to knitbritish.net forward slash ep hyphen 58 and let us know. Give us your feedback. What do you like to see in regular updates from your favourite dyer? And let us know there. And I will keep this going until the end of the first week in May and I will random.org draw a winner and give Leona all of your feedback so advance thanks for that and good luck to you there are more giveaways at Knit British at the moment than you can shake your knitting sticks at there is the Wool Tribe giveaway which is on the Knit British blog you can win one of three copies of the Edinburgh Yarn Festival souvenir uh, publication Wool Tribe. Uh, so get on over uh, to, I'll put a link in the show notes, but get on over to Knit British and tell me who your Wool Tribe is. And there is also a giveaway in the Knit British Ravelry group for a copy of Cece Almond's new book, Coffee with Cece, which I reviewed on the podcast last time. Don't forget that next Saturday is April the 30th and it is Yarn Shop Day. And do check out, I'll put a link in the notes so you can check out if there are any Yarn Shop Day events in your area. But don't forget that if you're in the Manchester area, there is a fantastic studio event with Isla from Brit Yarn and Countess of Blaze happening. Um, so if you are around the Manchester area, um, then do get along to that. I'm hoping very much that I can get along to that myself uh, as I'm going to be in town for non-nitty business, but I might manage to squeeze some in. Uh, so, so don't forget about that and I hope that there's something happening in your area. If there isn't, head on down to your local yarn shop anyway and, and spend some time there. And if you don't have a local yarn shop, get on to your favourite online yarn store and um, show them your support I want just to say thanks so much for listening thank you so much to Leona for chatting with me I'm going to be back next month when I will have a review for you of the Knitting Goddesses Wensleydale and Shetland Yarn and some further news um, about some future Knit British plans. Until then, take very good care. Bye for now.